Hello, welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. I didn't even say happy Valentine's Day, happy post-Valentine's Day. And today is my birthday. (laughs) So um, happy birthday to me, (laughs) which feels kind of weird to say. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, happy birthday to me. And there's like this like, you know, flicker of thought of like, well, that's too confident and cocky and you can't say that and that's self-centered. And I'm saying this out loud to you because that has been the voice that has stopped me pretty much my whole life. So I have, um, I grew up in a codependent environment. I thought that was normal. Um, You know, I've had some really interesting conversations lately. And one of them was about unconditional love. And what does that mean for you? And I was like, whoa, this is like such a great question. And, you know, I found myself thinking about the positive aspects of that, um, you know, that that feeling and that and I was thinking about it, honestly, for myself, which is really interesting. I was thinking about the fact that, you know, I don't judge myself anymore. Um, I don't hold guilt and shame and I've learned how to forgive. I know forgiveness has been the key for me. Something that I learned on my plant medicine journey is the importance of forgiveness for yourself. So it's like if there's somebody who, you know, wronged you or um, somebody that broke your heart, if you can forgive them, you actually release yourself. So it's like the, uh, I think it was Nelson Mandela who said like, you know, hate is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person, you know, gets hurt when really it's you. Um, so I'm talking about this cause that was a big, big step for me learning that. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about was, you know, this idea of unconditional love also meaning, and this is what came up in our conversation, also meaning that you love the person no matter what they do, meaning you tolerate toxic be- behavior such as manipulation, um, you know, gaslighting, that kind of thing. And so it was just this this really interesting dynamic that kind of showed up and we were exploring it a little bit. And it's like, you know, ask yourself the question, like, you know, we all want love. That's just like a fact. And I don't think we have to like beat around the bush with that. But do you want someone to abandon themselves and self-neglect to show up for you you know because that carries its own frequency and like is that what we actually want when we say that we want to feel loved and I would argue that the answer is no and so I but I feel like this idea of unconditional love is still promoted in society this way and in my family too it was like you stand by that person you're loyal no matter what and sort of that no matter what had like everything included in there, including like toxic behavior. Like if someone is treating you from a place, if someone's treating you, you know, rudely or um, they're not respecting you, really they don't respect themselves. But you also don't have to tolerate that behavior, which is where boundaries come in, right? And so I'm just sharing with you the things that I learned. So today's my birthday, like I said. And so 
I've just been reflecting on, you know, the greatest birthday gift that I could give myself is what I've given myself, you know, like, I've given myself this new leash on life, and it's not a mistake, it's not luck, like, I think, you know, so many people, I've, you know, I've been blessed to talk to so many people, and people are like, oh, well, yeah, that's what you can do, you're lucky, I can't do that, and it's just like, no, that's bullshit, because I used to believe that too, but I'm not different than anybody else, I just made different decisions, and I want you to know why, it's like, because I had so much pain in the earlier parts of my life, and I could see myself repeating these patterns as an adult, you know, and I think that's where, when shit hits the fan, and you realize that this pattern is something that is not new, and it's actually really old, and that you're only going to get more of the same if you continue this pattern. When shit hits the fan, that was my wake-up call, that I want something different. And I'm not denying the fact that when you first start to make these changes, it feels hard, because you you just feel like you're not going to make any progress, and you keep going back to what you knew before. And that's what I did. I kept going back to what I knew before. You know, so I was like, wow, I have this expanded idea of what life can be. It doesn't have to be stuck in a clinic, you know, treating patients. Not that I don't want to help people. I want to very much help people. I'm still Tracy. Nothing's changed about me. But my idea and my concept of what that could be and what that could look like is vastly different. Vastly different. And to follow that train of thought, you have to go back to that deconditioning that I was talking about. And it wasn't until literally God stepped in and handed me coaches that my life really changed. And the thing that my first coach actually said that is very true is she said something really interesting, and I actually resisted it for a while. She said to me, you know, I'm going to hold the belief for you. I'm going to hold the belief for you that this is it is possible for you, that anything is possible for you. But I, I had a, 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 a specific goal, and I talked about it last week, and my specific goal was the, uh, was the condo in Toronto. And she was like, I'm going to hold this belief for you. I believe you. And I believed in her belief in me, you know. I didn't quite have the belief, but I believed in her belief in me. You know, she saw something in me I couldn't see in myself. And it was so funny because that whole condo experience was a real struggle you know like I was at my wits end at one point like I remember just breaking down and crying because I was like well am I ever going to find anything the condo market in Toronto at that time was fucking crazy too like we were in a quote-unquote battle whatever war there ended up being 20 offers and we came second and so second is last really and when 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 it comes to um to like a bidding war as they call it and so I was just feeling dejected because I loved that place I I I got attached to it you know and it was so, like the whole thing was so hard and then I met her and she taught me to basically use my own power to make the process a lot easier a lot more enjoyable <laughs> you know and I found the condo that was in alignment for me at the time. Like, I learned so much from that location. And 
I had no idea that a pandemic was coming and that being close to nature and and water which I ended up putting as one of the highest things that I'm not sure if you recall in last week's podcast I talk about a must-have list and a nice-to-have list the must-have list was um, close to transit and close to nature and the water and the nice-to-have list was like a separate den and like da 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 and like all these other things and I ended up choosing what was on my must-have list which ended up being a game changer because of the pandemic which I never saw coming and so this was one of the only condos that was available at the time um, in my budget that was close to the water that had like all the other things on my must-have list so it's like we sometimes don't understand why these things are coming through to us because that other condo that I missed out on that I got second in wasn't close to the water it was bigger square foot wise but it didn't have the amenities um, and it wasn't close to the things that I valued and that included um, the transit system as well so it's like sometimes we don't know why things work out the way that they do but I felt in my body like it was alignment And so what I really just wanted to get across today is the importance of choosing yourself. And when I say choosing yourself, I mean this whole journey, I've just been reflecting on it. I've just been sharing some of it with you today here. You know, there's, you know, there's this, this idea of this unconditional love is like you do everything for everyone else. And you tolerate shit behavior because you love them. And I don't think that that's true. I I used to think that that, that that was true. That was a lot of what was modeled for me. And, you know, movies show that all the time, right? Like, someone will pick up and move across the country because they, like, love someone else. And sometimes that's the r- absolute right thing to do. And sometimes it might not be. It might be the, um, you know, self-abandonment to do that. That's not what's in alignment for you. But it's like this deeper question asking, like my friend, like my my friend and I did about what is unconditional love to me. And to me, it's like you know, coming from a space of joy, from a space of self-respect, self-honoring, first. Because something Bob taught me is the way I treat me is the way I'm going to treat you. He said, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning that that is true. And there's deeper and deeper levels of meaning to that. So if I'm able to truly love and respect myself, then I can love and respect you. And, you know, I took a risk when I took on this personal development work, I started prioritizing myself. I'm not going to lie to you. People around me did not like it. They didn't like it because I was a classic people pleaser, wanting to make everyone else happy, putting myself last. Like I talk about it as a chiropractor. I didn't even take a break. I had a lunch break and a patient needed help. I'd put them in. I wouldn't eat and I'd put them in. But ultimately, I would be so depleted at the end of the day that I would not even have the energy to eat and I would just sleep. And then I'd be so starving when I'd get up, you know, at whatever time that was. 
And so it led to this really negative lifestyle change. And unfortunately, a lot of doctors end up getting really sick or depressed. And the reason why is because they've been taught about this, you know, patient comes first. That's what they taught us in school. Patient comes first. And it was at the expense of ourselves. And that is the culture that not only is, you know, dripping down into the schools where this, you know, is taught, but it's everywhere in our culture. And I just want to suggest that if you flip that on its head and you take care of yourself, which is going to feel weird, it's going to feel strange. It is the first thing I teach my clients. And I say teach, but it's like I help them remember the importance of putting themselves first, putting on your oxygen mask first so that you can be of service to others. And on my birthday, I just wanted to say that the greatest lesson I have learned is that putting on my own oxygen mask is the greatest gift I could give you and the world. And I also want you to understand that you putting yourself first is the greatest gift you can give yourself, your family, and the world. And the reason why you may not fully believe that right now is because you have been conditioned and programmed to believe something else. And I was too. And I don't want you to have an illness be your trigger to help you realize that that this is the truth. Because whether you like it or not, when you have an illness, for some people, that's the first time they ever prioritize themselves in their life. And it's because they have to. So it's like one way or another, you will learn this lesson. I certainly hope it is not you kicking and screaming, aka a diagnosis of some kind of disease where you have to then prioritize yourself. Because the only thing that a disease does is it changes the way you think and it changes the way you behave. And so I am suggesting that you do that before you get sick before any sort of disease happens. And I don't want to scare you and be like, well, this is the only thing that's going to happen. I don't want to do that. But I've seen it so many times. And there are warning signs. And so I really just want to reiterate the importance of putting yourself first, putting on your oxygen mask first. It's going to first, I don't know, first. <laughs> um, it'll change your life. If you just, if you're able to accept that that's, that idea is true, and then are willing to have the courage to take the steps to follow it, your whole life will change. And yeah, I just, I just, I just really hope you take that in today because, and I hope you can feel how genuine I, like I feel about that right now because like, you know, life is amazing. It's so amazing. And it's such a gift, such a gift. You know, I did not expect 2022 to start off with so much loss in my life personally and I'm allowing myself to grieve and as I'm allowing myself to feel the sorrow that comes with that grief there's also incredible amounts of joy you know it was so beautiful this weekend I remember just staring at the water and there are kids and they're just so funny your kids are hilarious and there's like you know sea lions (laughs) 
and there's water and there's sunlight and there's friendship and there's so much to be grateful for and life is so amazing and my friend even pointed out like this is all within walking distance of your house and it's like this is not by chance like I wanted this this was a dream of mine and I just made it happen and it's just such deep gratitude that I have not just for this one day of my birthday but the fact that I was able to give this to myself really give this to myself and it's because I looked at the long game so I'll talk more about that tomorrow but I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in today if you enjoyed this episode screenshot it um, tag me on Instagram love to hear your big takeaway from this episode and happy birthday to me okay talk to you tomorrow